Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing today? My name is Apostle Joseph Helen, and I'm coming to you live from Nairobi, Kenya. This is Trapeza TV, the table of heavenly contents. I'd also like to invite my podcast audience to this podcast. I'm going to do a broadcast and a podcast. Okay. And our topic is how to prophesy by use of plant code. This is third episode of the podcast and the third teaching in this particular topic. I can see a number of people are online already. God bless you. Please invite your friends. Tell them that the Apostle of Love is online. And those of you listening to the podcast, please share with your friends as well so that they may be blessed. Now, Genesis 1 verse 11 to 12. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Understand something. When God says something, it happens exactly as he says it. Now, the good news is that you are no longer humankind, you are God kind. So you have to arm yourself with the same knowledge that if you say something, in the name of Jesus, it will happen exactly as you say it. Now, somebody might say, oh, but I've been saying things in the name of Jesus and I've not seen anything changing. Maybe you need sharper discernment. God will not always answer you the way you expect him to. For example, if you take a maize plant, corn, a kernel of corn, and plant it, what will germinate will be different from what you planted. So you've got to wait for the harvest of the things that you speak about. Some people expect results prematurely. So if you plant something, wait for the harvest. You know, if you plant a rose plant, wait for it to blossom. Before, it will just look like some green thing. But after some time, if you water it, if you look after it, it will produce the blossom that you're looking for. So whenever you use the name of Jesus, you always get your result. But wait for it so that it may mature, okay? So that's the most significant thing. So when God says let something happen, it will happen. When you say the same, in the name of Jesus, you get the same result because you're God's child and God's child operates like the Father. So if God created the heavens and the earth by the spoken word, then you also will create things by the spoken word. So speech is very significant. Genesis 1 verse 12 says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. After his kind. Everything reproduces after their kind. Okay? Uh, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good. Isn't that beautiful? Okay, so let's deal with grass, herbs and fruits. What do these things mean in the prophetic? So, God causes the earth to bring forth these things. Now, the original thing is this. The seed that causes the plants to germinate or from which plants germinate came from the earth. So the source of the seed is the earth. The plants came from the earth. The third day of creation, God commanded the earth to produce the seed that would cause herbs to germinate and the grass and the fruitful trees. He did that on the third day. The third day is the day he also caused the oceans and the seas to move as composite water bodies and there was dry land. Before then, ladies and gentlemen, the globe we know as the earth 
was submerged in water, inundated in water, completely baptized in water. So there was water covering it completely, like a baby inside the womb. Remember the amniotic fluid in there? The baby swims in it. So the, the earth was swimming in water. And above the earth was what we call the firmament. The firmament is a solid thing. I'll, this is something scientists don't know yet. Because scientists use stethoscopes and all the other scopes. We use the prophetic ability, especially from the exosphere. So there is a solid matter that covers the earth and separates the waters that we know in the oceans from the waters above the firmament. Above the firmament, there's water still. So the firmament is a globe covering the earth. The earth has its own water. The firmament has water above it. So every firmament has water above it, okay? Uh, one of these findings I'll explain to you biblically how to decipher some of these things. But let me first acknowledge those of you watching us. We are not able to come to you on YouTube today because there's a global internet problem. I'm told that they're working on the cables under the, under the seas, uh, those fiber cables that carry internet for us. I'm told they're being worked on for that reason. The world is a bit shaky when it comes to internet. So our internet service is a bit slow. It cannot carry all the platforms that we use to come to you. So I'm on Facebook and podcast right now. So I can see Michelle Walton is online saying, Blessings to you, Apostle. Love you so very much, Michelle. Lily Ellie is online too. Love you, Lily. Lily L. My friend, love you so much. Okay, Marion is online too. She says, I'm tuned in. God bless you, my dear. Love you so very much. Helda Elvis Mbonye. Wow. God bless you. God bless you from Angola, right? Did I get that right from Angola? You, God bless you. Please tell me where you're watching from so that I get to recognize you and your beautiful country. Yeah, I deal with thousands of people, so sometimes I might not remember my prophetic gifting notwithstanding okay <laughs> glory to god all right so let's carry on so god creates the herbs the grass and the fruitful trees from the earth so their source is the earth and that's where they return remember you always return to your source so if you're born of god upon the uh, expiration of your service on earth, you'll go back to God. If your father is the devil, then you will go to hell. Okay? Now, I don't think anybody wants the devil to be their father. But in John 8 verse 44, Jesus told the Pharisees, a bunch of religious bigots during their time, and we have them today as well, a bunch of people who think religion is everything. Yeah? They don't want a relationship. They want a set of, of do's and don'ts. That's what we call religion. And these guys called the Pharisees who used to run the church during the days of Jesus. Jesus referred to them in John 8 verse 44. He said, you of your father, the devil, uh, your murderers and your liars, just like him. So you see, those are guys who are going straight to hell because hell was created for the devil and his angels, not for human beings. So for a human being to end up in hell, they worked very hard to go there. They've worked extremely hard to go there. Because 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of truth, to the knowledge of salvation. That God is long-suffering towards everybody. He suffers for a long time, hoping that you can see the light, so that you don't have to go to a place that was predestined for the devil and his fallen angels. 
Not a single person is meant to go to hell. That's why we preach the gospel the way we do, so that you can have faith in Christ Jesus, and that alone will rescue you. Because the moment you have faith in Christ Jesus, you have eternal life in your spirit. You live forever, and this is the God kind of life, not the hellish kind of life. Glory to Jesus. Okay, can we carry on? So let me read for you um, some of the. Sim- symbolic things you need to know about Nelly David is online too. God bless you. Happy to see you, my precious sister. The Bible talks about these different plants. So grass stands for faith. Anytime you see grass in the Bible, it stands for faith. Okay? Because it's the result of water, which is God's word, coming from heaven. And that water causes the womb of the earth to give birth to the grass and to the herbs and to the fruitful trees. That's how it works. Glory to Jesus. So grass stands for faith, okay? Because God operates everything by faith. But there are many other meanings of grass that I'm going to share with you as we go along. Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Understand? Rain comes down, snow comes from heaven, and it gets into, it falls onto the earth and does not return back, whether through evaporation or whatever else. It does not return back, convectional stuff. If you remember your geography, the Bible says it will not return before it causes the earth to be fertilized, to be watered, for these plants to grow. The Bible says to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Look at God's plan. The rain falls and the seed is given to the sower, the one that wants to be a farmer, and bread to the one that wants to eat because bread comes from grass. Did you know that? Grass is the producer of bread. Did you know that wheat is grass, barley is grass, maize is grass? Even the sugar you take comes from grass and herbs. Did you know that? Sugarcane is a grass. The plant is a grass. And uh, some of the sweetness you, you people like to use come from herbs. So these things that we eat come from grass and herbs. And then fruits, of course, there's sucrose that comes from a fruit. And that also is a source of sugar. And sugar is what gives you strength or energy. And that's what we call the anointing symbolically. Power, energy, strength. You get it from sugar. Yeah, when you feel lethargic and placid and, and low, you need some sugar boost in your system, okay? And if you feel that way spiritually, then you need the anointing to boost you up a little bit, the supernatural ability to effect change. That's what anointing is. Glory to God. Elder Elvis, he says, I love you, man of God. I love you too. You're so wonderful. Yeah, I got it right. Angola. God bless you. What language do you speak in Angola? Is it Portuguese? What language do you speak there? So I can start practicing it in tongues. Then one of these fine days when I come to visit you, I can preach in your language. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, God has given me a gift to speak so many different languages, but only spiritually. Because I spent so much time studying the Word of God. I don't want to spend a lot of time studying foreign languages, you know. <laughs> But spiritually, I can speak practically all languages. So the Bible says in Isaiah 55, once the seed has been given to the sower and bread to the eater, verse 11, the Bible says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. 
yeah, uh, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. So when God speaks his word, it's like rain, it's like snow. So for a prophetic person, when you see rain and you see snow, thank God that there's water and it's now cool, but go beyond that and say, oh, God is speaking. There's a word coming out of his mouth because God likes symbolism, okay? He says the invisible things of God are clearly seen being made manifest by those things that are created so that you're without excuse. That's Romans 1 verse 20, okay? So, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So when God says something, it will work. The same way when the rain falls, whether you like it or not, the grass will grow. In fact, if you let the water get into your house, some grass will grow at the corners of your house because seeds are everywhere. The earth produces seeds. You may wonder, where did this thing come from? The Bible says God commanded the womb of the earth to produce the seed, just like a man produces sperm. God commanded that. And a woman produces the ovum. It's a command from God. His word has to come to pass. And that's what faith is. If you know God's word and you speak God's word and you act on God's word, you'll get God's results. Okay? It's not about a grimacing of your facial features and a change of tone. It's not about tonality. No, it's about knowing what he says and saying it back. Having believed it, you get the same result. What if it takes long? The Bible says, wait for it. Though it tarries, it shall surely come to pass because it's for an appointed time. The things of God have their appointed times. So you just consistently work on it. Keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. I like the way Pastor Chris Yatlome puts it. He says, don't stop talking it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Yeah, it will turn into exactly what it talks about. Don't change your speech. Keep speaking in tandem with what God speaks. I can see Franz Weber is online. Blessed evening indeed, my son. Michelle says her network is low. Yeah, it's low here as well, but let's do our level best. I hope you can still get my my sound, though. The audio, if the audio is good, faith comes by hearing, not necessarily by seeing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you can hear me, then you're fine. Okay, if you can't see me, please don't worry. You'll see me in the future. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Now, grass also stands for prosperity. So when you see grass, if you're a prophet and you're ministering to somebody who wears something that has grass on it, remember, for a prophetic person, everything is prophecy. Everything is the voice of God. So the way you're dressed, I can just look at you the way you're dressed and say as many things I, as I can about you. Because you are a spirit, so by choosing that kind of dress or shoes or bag or whatever, by choosing it, you did a spiritual act. It's your spirit that led you to act like that. So I can connect to your spirit and find the contents of your spirit and begin to speak mysteries about your life just based on how you're dressed. So if you find somebody is standing on grass, it's not by mistake, neither is it by chance that they did. Because the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered of God. God is in charge. Let me tell you, you may think you're going this way and God is really in charge of you. He connects you to people, takes you to places, okay? So there is no chance when we come to the prophetic. Everything is God's voice. So when you see grass, then you're dealing with faith. 
you could tell the person, I can see you've been struggling with your faith if the grass is withering, or I can see your faith is growing of late if the grass they're standing on or what they're wearing, the grass that you can see on their dress, or the grass you can see in the environment where your ministry is flourishing and lush, then you know their faith is growing. And then grass also stands for prosperity. Glory to God. The word of God is just so beautiful. The word of God is so beautiful. Michelle says, good evening, man of God. From Guyana. Michelle is watching us from Guyana. Love you so very much. You're blessed in Jesus' name. From Guyana. Okay, so grass stands for prosperity. It is the provision of God, his children. It's also the prevailing power of God's word in us. Okay? Do you realize that grass can grow on a rock? The herbs can grow on rocks. They can grow on walls. Sometimes you wonder, where did they get the water from to grow in this hard place? They have a way of penetrating through. Have you ever noticed that a seed will cause a very feeble seedling to crack through a rock? And if you just flick over it like these bricks and you wonder, where did he get all the force to break out of the ground like this? Because the word of God prevails. The same way these things, when they germinate, they prevail. They prevail against any pressure. They crack through walls. They crack through rocks. They prevail. So the word of God prevails. When you see grass that's germinating, or herbs that are germinating, or seedlings, or plants like that, they just know that the word of God is prevailing. Now you find that in the book of uh, Psalm 23, verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. So green pastures stand for prosperity. Anytime you see green, we're talking about healing and prosperity. Okay? Healing and prosperity. Angel Raphael, the angel responsible for healing. Rapha means healer. El means God. So Raphael, God the healer. That angel is the one that causes your body to repair itself when it's feeling unwell. This is the angel that works with medical doctors all over the world to help them come up with keywords for various ailments or at least some remedy to certain infirmities. Yeah? So... Glory to Jesus. I can see Apostle and Prophet Omelia is online. He says, hello, Apostle of Love. Just joined from Malaba, Kenya. Though my internet is on and off. Bless you. God bless you, man of God. The internet issue is global now. All over the world, people are struggling with the internet. But let's just carry on. If you can hear my voice, then you're fine. Okay. God bless you. Love you so much, man of God. Hallelujah. This one of our family members who runs a good work in Malaba, Kenya, the border close. I think it's a Ugandan, Kenya-Ugandan border, right? Glory to God. So, God's word prevails against all sicknesses, disease, lack, demonic rulership. It prevails against ignorance. It prevails against the elements of the world. That's why if you have the word of God and you speak it, just like the grass that grows, the word of God will accomplish its purpose. Never doubt that. If God has spoken it, it will work. So you better just speak what God speaks if you want results. Glory to God. I can see my beautiful wife saying, I love you, honey. The word you teach is so wonderful. I love the way you break it down. It does transform my life. Thank you so much, my Lulu, my Chichi, my last word, my center fold, my uh, cover girl. You know, I can just go on and on and on. Love you. She's just so amazing, isn't she? Glory to Jesus. Now, Acts 19 verse 20. The Bible says, So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The word grows and prevails. If you hear it over and over again, it works. Okay? So in the prophetic, 
You've got to understand how to interpret the word of God and how to interpret the voice of God. I taught you a couple of weeks ago on sound codes, that God uses sounds to speak, but he also uses nature to talk. So this time around, we're talking about grass. Last time, I talked to you about the cedars. What day was that? I was talking about cedars. Was it Saturday? The cedars and the palm trees and stuff like that, you remember? So the word of God prevails, just like grass prevails when there's water. Okay, so grass and herbs stand for God's provision as well. God's provision. People know very well there's going to be food. If you walk into a place or fly over a place and you see the greenery, if it is lush and green, you know those guys have food. If you fly over an area and it's parched and dry, you know, oh, there could be poverty here or famine. Do you see? That's how you interpret the things of God. It's not difficult. It's just that people get so scientific that sometimes they miss out on the simplicity of our devotion to Christ. Yeah? Now, in the book of Psalm 104, verse 13 to 15, Psalm 104, 13 to 15, you're asking, how do you get all these scriptures? I get them by study, okay? That's how I get them. I study a lot. If you read a lot, you know a lot, okay? So, how do you get this scripture from Psalms, and this one is from Genesis, and this one is from Exodus, this one is from Revelation? Because I read the Bible many times from Genesis to Revelation, very many times a year, okay? So, Psalm 104 verse 13 to 15 says, He waters the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. David says the earth is satisfied with the fruits of God's works because he waters the hills from his chambers. So God has chambers. Wow. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man. So grass is for cattle and herbs for the service of man. Okay? Glory to Jesus. Remember in the book of Genesis 1.11 we talked about God commanding the earth to produce grass, herbs, and fruitful trees. Yeah, God never created thorny trees or fruitless trees. These were the results of the fall and the curse that the devil brought onto the face of the earth. Okay, God only gives us good things. All good and perfect gifts are from God, the Father of lights, with whom there's no shadow of turning. That means he's not going to change his mind. That's why the Bible says the callings and giftings of God are without repentance. If he gives you something, he never takes it away. This is the reason why Satan still has his power, because God never took it away from him. Yeah, But God denied him authority. Authority is given to us, so we can disarm him as well whenever we want to okay so he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man that he may bring forth food out of the earth that he may bring forth food out of the earth okay verse 15 says and wine that makes glad the heart of man and oil to make his face to shine and bread which strengthens man's heart now these are prophetic symbols here so wine stands for the joy of the lord okay Wine stands for the joy of the Lord. It also stands for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Oil stands for anointing. Because oil is always for smearing. Yeah? Oil stands for anointing. Anointing is empowerment. Being imbued with power to operate supernaturally. And bread stands, bread stands for strength or for the word of God. Okay? And all these are what? They are products of grass and products of herbs and products of fruitful trees because you get wine from grapes. They're seed of grapes. And you get bread from wheat. And then you get what? Oil from olives. Yeah. Or certain herbs. You can squeeze certain herbs and you get oil out of them. You see how God connects everything for us. So, so we have something called first 
and latter rain, the first, the former and the latter rain, or the first and latter rain. And these ones stand for the law and grace. The former rain is the law, the letter of the law, the one that's not revealed. And the latter rain stands for the anointing of grace, the grace of God. We are in the dispensation of grace or the acceptable year of the Lord. That's why God is not striking anybody with thunder or lightning and stuff like that. He actually never did. It's just that people misunderstand God. You know, when the devil does something, they ascribe it to God. When God does something, everybody's quiet. They say, that's us, our genius. Look at us. Ah, we are such geniuses. Look at what we've done, you know. I remember a certain musician called Yuma Sekela uh, talking to a bunch of people and just talking about uh, people going to the moon and, and stuff like that. And some Zulu guy said, oh, we are very terrible. We will go to the sun. You people just go to the moon. And, and somebody asked him, how are you going to go to the sun? You go burn. He said, no, huh, we'll go at night. Yeah. You see, so let's carry on. Uh, Deuteronomy 11, verse 14 to 15. The Bible says that I will give you the rain of your land in his season, the first rain and the latter rain. So the first rain is what the Israelites were given, the law. Thou shalt not do this, shall remember the Lord your God, you shall, you know, him alone shall you worship, you shall obey the Sabbath, don't kill, don't this, all those ten things, yeah? That is called the first rain, but the latter rain is called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The first one is called the letter of the law. It kills. The second one is the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, Romans 8 verse 1 says there's therefore now no condemnation to them who in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And verse 2, Romans 8 says, for the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is the first reign or the, uh, the former reign. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the latter reign. So here we are no longer under do's and don'ts. Now we are living life the same way that grass gets water and just sprouts. You also get the word of God and you sprout. You succeed in the things that you do as a result. But if you sit there waiting to be perfect, you'll never achieve anything. Move, you know, start the process. Don't wait to be perfect. Don't wait for the right timing. Today is the day of salvation. Start it. That timing will readjust to your agenda, okay? You are in charge. You're the boss of time. Time is not in charge of you, okay? Time and chance happens, but you cause things to happen. So you can cause time to happen for you. In the Old Testament, they could even move the sun 10 degrees backwards to increase the years of Hezekiah by 15 years. You know, but the Bible says it could never happen again. You see, God's word is final. So we can change. We can expand our time. I can do so much in five minutes because of the anointing, the oil that makes my face to shine. Okay? Glory to God. So, Deuteronomy 11, 14 to 15, I will give you the rain of your land in his season, the first rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your corn and your wine and your oil. Corn, the word of God, stands for strength. Wine, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, um, the infilling of the Holy Spirit that brings joy. And oil, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that gives you supernatural ability to effect changes. Okay? Verse 15 says, And I will send grass in your fields for your cattle that you may eat and be full. There's something about God. When he deals with you, you'll never be broke. 
He keeps saying, my people shall not be ashamed. They'll eat and they'll be full. They'll never lack anything. So a child of God does not lack because you're connected to God's supply system. And God's supply system does not run dry. We don't spend money. We spend faith. And faith is what causes money to respond to us. Daisy is online. God bless you, my dear. I love you so much. Appellus is online too. Love you guys. We are not on YouTube today because internet is shaky all over the world. So we can only be on one platform at a time. That's what our equipment can carry right now. Okay. Now, all these symbols stand for material prosperity too. God gives his people material prosperity. It was God's idea to create all the gemstones. Come on. It's God's idea that they trade. It's God's idea that people get into occupations. So he wants you to be prosperous and successful. He wants you to prosper in everything, even as your soul prospers. So the prosperity of the soul is the in-depth knowledge of the word of God. Your soul prospers when you have in-depth knowledge of his word. So if you know the word of God deeply, your soul prospers. And the Bible says, beloved, I wish above all else that you may prosper even as your soul prospers. 3 John 1 verse 2. Let me read it for you. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So, material prosperity is directly proportional to the prosperity of your mind, your emotions, and your will. And being in health is directly proportional to the prosperity of your mind, your emotions, and your will. How do we prosper our minds? By training, by reading, by study, especially studying the Word of God. How do you train your emotions? By interacting with people and learning the art of forgiveness. That's how your emotions will mature. You've got to interact with people. They hurt you. They do crazy things against you. And you learn to forgive. You learn to live with people that way. You cannot grow emotionally when you are reclusive, you've retracted like the side mirrors of a car, and you're no longer operational within the social setting and community God placed you in. Even if people are horrible in that community, it's for your benefit to mature and grow up. So let people get into your life. Some will hurt you, some will abuse you, some will use you, some will slander you, some will con you, some will lie to you, and all those things are significant for your personal growth and development. As you learn to deal with humanity, you develop a certain wisdom called Sophia wisdom, the ability to deal with spirits and human beings, okay? Spirit and flesh, the ability to deal with those that you can see and spirits you cannot see. That's called Sophia wisdom. It's impossible for you to grow up emotionally if there are no people around you to sometimes call out your misdeeds. Okay, you know when people around you, they'll criticize you. That is a test of your maturity. They'll praise you. That's even a stronger test of your maturity. Because there are people who when praised, they think everything about their lives is perfect. So they stop trying. They think they've arrived. You see, praise is a stronger test of your maturity. Criticism is a strong test of your maturity. How about slander and outright malice? That's even better because it shows your resilience and shows whether you have the staying power, the ability to keep going without giving up, even if the whole world is turned against you. That's how your emotion is going to grow. How about your will? Your will is, is grown by practice, by doing things. 
For example, you want to strengthen your will, wake up in the morning when the sleep is sweet and just go. Okay? Sleep will listen to you. But if you listen to sleep, the Bible says poverty will come upon you like a prowler. Like poverty will sneak upon you. The Bible says the lazy one is like the hinge of a door. It doesn't go anywhere. It just keeps standing this way. This way. That way. The hinge of a door is akin to a lazy bum. Okay? Now, uh, grass also stands for a child of God. Zechariah 10 verse 1. Ask ye of the Lord, rain in the time of the latter rain, so that the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. So when the word of God is coming upon you this way, then you act like grass and the herbs and the fruitful trees because you're being watered. Ephesians 5.26 talks about the washing of water by the word, that the Bible instructs husbands to love their wives and to wash them with the washing of water by the word. If the man does not know the word of God, I wonder how he'd ever wash his wife. Because the Bible says he expects us to present our wives to him spotless, not blemish of any wrinkle. That God is expecting a man like me to present my wife to him spotless, without blemish, unwrinkled. Think about that. And you can only achieve that with the word of God. Okay? So, you've got to get into deep study of the word of God. Hallelujah. I can see Irene Kaburu from Switzerland. She says, I hear your voice. Thank you, my dear. Love you so very much. Okay. This is the apostle of love. Deuteronomy 32 verse 2 says, My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Look at that. That's the doctrine of the Lord. The word of God is his doctrine. Okay? So, grass also stands for numeric power and the, the strength of economy or economic scale. Yeah? Economy of scale. The ability to multiply. So Job 5 verse 25, Job 5 verse 25 says, Thou shalt know also that your seed shall be great and your offspring as the grass of the earth. That's increment in number, numeric power. Very significant in business, very significant in politics. What is politics? It's really the administration of civic affairs, civil affairs. That's what politics is. Administration of civil affairs. Politics is not a bad thing. It's only that a lot of people have sat in those offices and done crazy things. So people think politics is bad. Politia in Greek, yeah? You see, well, sumpolites uh, um, in Greek means fellow citizens. And the Bible talks about us being fellow citizens of the promises of God. Okay? We're in God's politics. The administration of God's civil affairs. Why civil? Because civil deals with the people themselves. Okay? The people themselves. Alright? So administration of civil affairs requires numeric strength. The Bible says where there's a multitude, the voice of the prince or the voice of the king can be heard. And in business, if you have a lot of people buying your products, you become successful. All right. So grass stands for that as well. So as a prophetic person, when you see grass, all those meanings should come to your mind. And the Spirit of God, of course, will help you to know exactly what you say. The Bible says he'll tell you exactly what you say at any given moment. Job 5.25, there's also what we call, uh, I've read that already, Exodus 12 verse 8 now, 
This talks about bitter herbs. That stands for persecution, hardships, you know, the furnace of affliction, the place that you get purified. Gold is never purified unless subjected to extreme temperatures. So you will also be purified in character, in conduct, in behavior, and in the quality of your value when you go through hardships. Now, some foolish people end up bitter when they go through hardships, when that hardship was intended to purify you, to increase your value, to polish you up like brass or like gold or like diamond. That's what difficulties bring us. So don't complain every time things get hard, okay? Exodus 12 verse 8 says, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. So the Israelites are leaving Egypt that very night, and God said they should take the, the animal, the lamb, whose blood they put on the lintel and two doorposts so that the angel of death could kill them. And then the Bible says they were to eat that meat roast and they were to eat it with bitter herbs. That means it's a difficult time. You have been in slavery, but now I'm rescuing you. Okay? That's what it means in the prophetic. So wild vines and gourds, uh, wild vines and gourds also stand for... Uh, they also stand for persecution, wild vines and gourds. Can I give you a scripture that will help you there? Wild vines and gourds. Yeah. So there is a part in the Bible where Elisha had his 50 prophets, the ones he used to train. And then things started going wrong with the 50 prophets. Somebody went to get vegetables. So they gathered different vegetables and one went and gathered wild gourd. Yeah? Like wild pumpkins. Okay? Or wild butternut. And he shredded these things and mixed them up to create a vegetable stew. And when people started eating it, they started foaming in their mouth and started convulsing and, and getting into fits. And one came and told the prophet, Oh, man of God, there is death in the pot. And the man of God took flour and poured into it and told him, now you can eat. I've removed the poison. Now flour stands for the word of God. So the word of God can purify things. In the first Timothy 4 verse 4 says that nothing should be refused if, if taken by faith because it is purified by the word of God. It's sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. So Elisha did exactly that. Though this thing, was, this thing was poisonous, he chained it and caused people to eat it and they were fine, even though the gourd was poisonous. So vines, wild vines, stand for persecution and it also stands for death. All right? So 2 Kings 4 verse 39 says, And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds his lap full and came and shred them into the pot of pottage for they knew them not. And then of course if you read verse 40, uh, they are crying because they altered it for me about to die. Yeah. Now herbs stand for humility and love. Proverbs 15 verse 17. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. So a dinner of herbs humility. The Israelites are eating their meat with bitter herbs. Humility. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Okay? Grass and herbs also stand for resurrection. Isaiah 26 verse 19. Your dead men shall live together with my dead body shall they arise. That's Jesus talking. Awake and sing you shall dwell 
ye that dwell in the dust, for the dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Wow. Stands for resurrection. Herbs also represent the kingdom of heaven. They also stand for faith. Remember the mustard seed story in Matthew 13, 31 to 32? It says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it's grown, it's the greatest among herbs, and becometh the tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. And grass and herbs can also stand for weak faith. So as a prophetic person, just get to see how is the grass behaving, how are the herbs behaving, how are the fruits behaving. If fruits have been eaten by fruit flies and they're rotting, then that's definitely not prosperity. That's the devil attacking somebody's source of income, for example. If the grass is um, fading and it's looking brownish, it's, it's a sign of suffering. Brown is a sign of long-suffering. Brown, long-suffering, okay? You get that? Now, many things you need to know in the spiritual realm. If somebody's dressed in brown, that means a person has tenacity, the staying power. They have resilience, you know. If somebody's dressed in jeans, and look at the jeans, whether they're distressed or not, jeans stand also for long-suffering, bravery, the staying power, the same, same things. Because naturally, jeans will last very, very long. You can wear jeans for ages, Okay. And jeans will still look fashionable even when they are faded or if they're shredded. You see, now let's talk about distressed jeans or shredded jeans. They, they look so fashionable. I have, I've got a number of pairs. Now, jeans also stand for prayer because they tend to wear out around their knees. Are you getting that? So this is how you interpret things as a prophetic person. Everything around a prophetic person is the voice of God. So now you've learned quite a lot about grass. So... Herbs can stand for weak faith. Romans 14 verse 12, the Bible says, For one that believes that he may eat all things, another who is weak eats herbs only. Okay? It's weak faith. So, herbs can stand for strong faith on one hand. It can also stand for weak faith on the other hand. Okay? Uh, Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God shall stand forever. If you read verse 7, he actually called the children of God as grass, that all people are like grass. And grass does what? Withers and the flower fades. It's a, it's a sign of mortality of sorts because the flowers don't blossom forever. If you're listening to me and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, I'd like you to say this prayer after me. And those of you who will be listening to the podcast later, I'd like you to say this prayer so that you may know Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification and acquittal. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Okay, I'm going to say bye-bye to my podcast audience. I love you so very much. I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. Bye-bye.